0: Everybody, Cal Banyan here. Cal Banyan's hypnosis, etc., on CalBanyan.com, and I'll tell you what. So glad to be back with our special guest as we continue with the topic. Boy, I wish I would have known then what I know now, which is where we have experienced hypnotists that graduated from certification course many years ago. Talk about. Gosh, what I wish I would have known the day after I graduated so that I could get off to a better start, have more success. And, of course, if you guys haven't seen the previous podcast, to this one, you need to go watch it right now because that's where we got started with Celeste Hackett. Let me tell you about Celeste Hackett. She is a former radio personality. She's corrected me because I was totally wrong in how many years she's been a 5 Path certified hypnotist. It's 15 freaking years of doing 5 Path hypnosis. She's a a leader in the profession. She writes for the National Guild of Hypnotists uh, Journal. She writes for the 5 Path Journal. She also has spoken at the National Guild of Hypnotists uh, convention many many times she's also emceed and spoken at the solid gold weekend and i could go on and on the award-winning celeste hackett how you doing
1: hello everybody i am celeste hackett and i'm very glad to be here today on hypnosis etc cal banion's hypnosis etc and um one of these days i, I want cal the etc. cetera part i want to see where we can go with that i know you've done a little bit of et cetera but how much etc. Have you really done? <laughs> okay, never mind, never mind. Off I'm open to already. ideas.
0: You come back and we'll do another. <laughs> we'll do an etc.
1: Hypnosis so, uh, in the case and study of cows in the field.
0: Well, no. now that would wow, be we'll come hypnosis. Up with <laughs> That'd be hypnosis. The etc. Yeah, the etc is like business stuff, business building, and oh,
1: you're and, no you no know, fun, Cal.
0: Kind of stuff. I know, I know. I try to be <laughs> as unfun as possible. That's my job.
1: Okay, 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 okay. Uh, all right. So I I love doing this, and I love my co-host here, Cal Banyan. He's just a really good hypnotist. Actually, he's way more than that. He's a fantastic hypnotist, fantastic trainer, more giving than any hypnosis trainer that's out there. He's probably the most famous hypnotist in the world right now. And he's certainly taken uh, taken hypnotism to a whole new level. Uh, people are going to look back at history, the history of hypnosis, and it's going to be before Cal and after Cal um, when, when they look at hypnosis. And that's how important of a figure he is in the hypnosis profession. So everybody, I could say way more because, again, he's he's been around for a long time and he's he's very knowledgeable. And he's won just about every award that's available from the National Guild of Hypnotists and more. So Cal Banyan, everybody.
0: Awesome. I got my coffee. I got my notepad. I'm ready to rock and roll. And let's see, where did we leave off? Hmm. Do you remember where we left off, Celeste?
1: Dear Lord, no. I need some (laughs) ginkgo biloba over here. I I forgot my ginkgo
0: biloba. (laughs) We were talking about staying focused. Well, let me do a recap of some of the things in case I want to entice people to looking at what we already did. We talked about working on yourself to make sure Mm. you don't have any blockages. We talked about, uh, having confidence in what you do so that you can connect with clients, be more focused on them and be able to say, don't worry about it. I know exactly what to do. The system I'm using has worked in this situation over and over again. Remember that, you know, you are everything you need to do this. Your voice is adequate. Who you are as a person is adequate. Focus on what you've learned. Don't be chasing the latest little sparkly thing and, um, you know, how really, really important it is to really connect with the client and put them first. Does that ring a bell?
1: That all sounds about right. Yes. So now we're, we're on to part two of this, what I wish I'd known then after graduation. 15 years later, I'm coming back. Hmm. Let me think about it. Uh, this time, I want to talk a little bit about how clients are impressed by the basics, which makes it really easy for the new hypnotist because it really isn't very hard to get someone into somnambulism and get them to uh, have our experience phenomena like not being able to open their eyes or after the session seeing red everywhere or thinking that an hour long session was 20 minutes long. So these kind of things are very easy to get and clients are extremely impressed by these things. And so it really takes some pressure off of you makes you feel like a star and um, even things like clients just getting more relaxed more relaxed than maybe they've ever been or haven't been in a long time will be very impressive to them and so Hypnosis isn't relaxation, but most hypnotists will suggest relaxation because it's a nice thing to suggest. People like to relax. They don't know you. You, you, you want them to be calm, so you suggest you're relaxing. You know, send a wave of relaxation through your, through your body, and guess what? They do because uh, they're suggestible. And so to them, for a lot of clients, that is a very big deal, very simple thing, but they're very, very impressed. And if I had known that in the beginning, I wouldn't have been so nervous because I know they're going to get at least something. They're going to either get relaxed or they're going to get eye catalepsy or they're going to get um, time distortion or something. And um, another thing that can happen that can also impress them is stuff that they produce on their own that you're not even aware about. Uh, until after the session is over, and sometimes that can be a problem, but when it's not, it's nice, like I had one client emerge and say, my mother came to me, she told me this was the right thing to do, it's like, oh, good, you know, that helps, (laughs) so just remember that, clients are impressed at the most basic things, and the basic things are easy to get, you'll get them right away, even if you mess up, especially if you're a five-pather, because we have so many Many M-I-N-I techniques built into an overall technique, such as, you know, phase one, uh, if you want to call that a technique, that you almost can't go wrong. You're going to get something for this client, and so it's just wonderful to know that, and I wish I had known that back then, that just relax. Clients are going to, they're going to be impressed.
0: You know, I think that one of the things that I think is really, really super important about what you said is that these really basic and easy to produce hypnotic phenomenon are like huge. You know, it's funny because hypnotists, we start learning about, you know, stage one, two, three, four, five, six, hypnosis, and we become less and less impressed with one and two, eye lock, arm catalepsy, that kind of thing. But your clients don't know the difference. If they get eyelid catalepsy, which like takes the lightest stage of hypnosis ever, for them, that's the same as being in deep, profound somnambulism. So I think that's really good. And I want to tell you something that I figured out right away, but not enough hypnotists do, is that real confidence comes from success. Okay, real confidence comes from success. You can, I am confident, I am confident. Yeah, and but you know what? If you haven't done something over and over again, you're not really going to be confident. And so the importance of drill, drill drill, drill. A lot of the stuff, the basic stuff that we do can be done with Mr. Pillow. Mr. Pillow is always ready to do hypnosis. Mr. Pillow loves hypnosis. And so you just grab any pillow in your house and say, you are now Mr. Pillow, put him in the chair and start drilling through your induction, drilling through um, your depth tests, convincers, okay? Because that's what professionals do musicians drill 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 they do scales they go through their songs over and over boxers they they drill drill drew the shadow box they hit the punching bag over and over again Um, actors they rehearse their lines read them out loud over and over and they get coaching and so if you want to if if you want to be really great at this you have to do what people do who are really great at what they do what do you think of that celeste
1: you got to see clients. You got to get in there. You got to get close up to, to the client, look them in the eye, talk to them, try to sense what they're you know what's going on ask them questions you you got to get in there and it's you know as far as the actual techniques uh, that we learn as five pathers you got to learn them by you got to keep practicing them so they come by rote you know so that they come and it's just automatic you know what to do and that's what cal is saying and that's how you begin to feel adequate you're not going to feel adequate when you don't know what you're doing that's that's normal no one feels adequate when they don't know what they're doing but as you keep doing it step by step, little bit by little bit, you feel more and more adequate. And after a while, you don't even think about how inadequate you used to feel. So, and, you know, another thing that I love that I I don't hear Cal saying much of anymore, but he used to say when, you know, a long time ago, which is it doesn't have to be done perfectly to be done. I mean, I hung on that for dear life and it's true.
0: Good enough is good enough. enough. Good enough is good
1: enough. Plus you always have the next session. You let things soak in. And then you see how well they're doing and you have the next session. You do as best you can. You see what happens next. And so it's, you don't have to get everything done in the, that's another good one, isn't it? You don't have to get their whole problem completely fixed the very first session. They're not expecting that. If they expect that, that's your fault. You need to be telling them, we're going to do this in about, you know, over time. You didn't get this way uh, overnight. So let's, let's set the expectations, man. Just thinking of that now, Cal, that is a very good thing. I wish I had known back then, set the expectations and then especially set them in yourself that this is the way it goes. It unfolds. Everything unfolds bit by bit. The client is changing, not everything at once. I used to think, well, if they come back for the second session and they're not a non-smoker, it's all my fault. They haven't lost 50 pounds. It's all my fault, right? No, you're learning. A lot of this is, you're applying something, you're letting it soak in, and then you're, you're checking, you're letting them kind of uh, live their life with it, and then they're coming back, and they're giving you a report, and then you go, oh, well, this part worked. What's happened here? Let's take a look at it. It's kind of like popping the hood of a car. You, you think it might be the spark plugs, so you kind of tighten them, and then you shut the hood of the car and you drive it and you see how well it goes, comes back, it's doing good until tell it, try to hit the brakes. So then you work on that part, you know, so, it, so it's part by part, you're, you're changing things and addressing things. And then as you look back over the sessions, you have this, this whole thing that you fixed. I don't know if that makes any sense.
0: <laughs> well, yeah. And you know, you covered a lot of stuff there. One, one of the things I want to talk a little bit more about mastering these techniques, it's really it's, it's really a process of, you know, you, you're told about it in class, hopefully the, the instructor demonstrates it in class, and then, you know, explains what that instructor did, so you're getting the idea. And then in class, not enough, not enough instructors do this. In our class, we drill, drill, drill every morning, every night. And so, you know, you have it explained to you. You watch it be done. Then you ask questions about it. Then you actually do it, do it, do it, do it. And then you got to go home and do it, do it, do it, do it. Drill. I'm talking no client. Drill, 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 drill. So there's the initial learning process. Then there's the drilling process. Then comes the application process. And then there's the not thinking I got to fix it all in one session, mind mental mindset. And you see how much did get accomplished last session. And then you can take it from there. Am I following you pretty good there, Celeste?
1: Yes. And when you relax, they relax because they're looking at is she confident is this going okay so if you're relaxed like well that happens sometimes and uh, you're doing pretty well notice that you've got this 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 and this and this is our final goal and we're on our way good job you know you you, you want to be repeating back to your clients any successes that they have to by the way that really is helpful um but anyway enough of that let's move on to the next point because i really want to talk about something uh since uh, it's it's really about what i wish i had known then in the very beginning in the very beginning hypnotists feel like and this is very common that they don't know what to say they don't know what to say they're terrified they're gonna have this moment when they're utterly out of words and that's okay because we have scripts they're great and so you want to know that it is okay to use scripts and you want to have a collection of them and don't think for a moment, no matter who says this, that anybody got good at hypnosis without first having a script. It's a lie. They'll you'll hear that sometimes. Oh, I don't need scripts. I never used scripts. Well, they got the words from somewhere. If it wasn't on a piece of paper, I don't know. You know, maybe they have one of those memories where they Remember something somebody said? That no, they they read scripts. They learned from scripts. They just internalized them, and they forgot that initially. A lot of the stuff that they learned that's that they're saying it came from scripts. Um, now, as you read scripts and you apply scripts and you work with clients in hypnosis, after a while, ideas are going to start springing up in your mind, and this is when it really gets fun. All of a sudden, you'll get the idea to say something because you really think the client would benefit from saying something else or saying what you're saying in a different way. So then you start really feeling like I'm a hypnotist and you start saying things that they, that will really benefit them in another way and that really you can just feel the energy of how that, you're applying that is working for them. You start really, if I may, kind of getting into their energy and knowing that you're hitting like their spot. You know wherever that spot is. It's just, a, it's just a beautiful thing. So you do start changing to where you don't use scripts anymore. Or you rarely use them or you use them less often. I still like to use an outline just because sometimes I'm in, I start daydreaming and I'm, some things are by rote that we're doing or I'm, I'm so in my intuition that I can go into hypnosis too. And when you're in a hypnotic state, uh, that can be sort of a dreamy state. So I do like to come back and go, well, now where was I in my mind and go, okay, next thing, you know. So scripts... Love them, use them, it's okay.
0: All right, so I'm taking notes as you're talking along. I'm taking notes, yeah, because you know, I'm, we're, we're, we're these, I like to refer people to these podcasts. And so when hypnotists say, Oh, what do I do? I go, Well, please refer to podcast number 568 or whatever this is going to be, right? All right, cool. So now let's see, let me contribute a little bit. So one of the things I wish I would have known back then on the first day is that I really need to have somnambulism to use the the deeper, most powerful things that we do like age regression and like parts work and stuff like that. And that if I was doing it and it wasn't working, then one of the things I need to check is just simply, are they deep enough? And that would have been really, really useful for me. Another thing is that over the years, I've really got a way of troubleshooting techniques. If something isn't working that should be working, that means a number of different things. One is something that should have come before it wasn't done well enough or effectively enough. For example, if I'm not getting somnambulism, then one of two things, the, there's two major things that happens before that. One is the pre-talk. Maybe they've got a fear of misconception about hypnosis. Or you know maybe I flubbed the induction or deepening or the testing or something like that. So that maybe the, and I can just stop right then and begin to go through that check and say, you know, gosh, do you have any questions about hypnosis, and not have it reflect on me personally, but just to be very technical about this. So on one hand, we're like, totally with the client, it's got to be about the client. But on the other hand, we have to be technically sufficient, or proficient in what we're doing. Can you add a little something to that, Celeste?
1: I think there's definitely a line there because you, you got to do what you got to do. I, one of the things that I was thinking of as you were saying all this is just how incredible the system is where everything is stacked. You know, if it's not this, it's this step one, step two is you move through the phases within the phases. You've got these certain things to do. You always know what you have to do. And um, th- that's, you know, that's just so unusual when you look at other training. Um, like Cal said, if this didn't happen, it's probably because of this or this. So then you know exactly what you have to do. You don't take it personally. Things happen sometimes. Uh, everybody's flubbed things in here and there. And um, a lot, you know, that leads me to one of my next things. I think I'm just going to go into it because it just segues beautifully. <laughs> uh, this is also a, a real basic thing that I wish I had known then that I know now. And it, huge it's just huge and you hardly hear anybody talk about it and it's um that what clients tell themselves in a hypnotic state is just as big of a help or a hindrance as what you say to them isn't that right Cal?
0: yeah i think you did a podcast on that or article about that in the past i think that's and you had some way of, of kind of framing that can you go on a little bit more
1: I guess I, I'm going to have to try to remember what I, you know, do because I'm not with a client. It's so different when you're looking in a camera. But yeah, um, yeah. but uh, I usually will tell clients before the session. There's so many things that I mean you can't tell clients everything. But I think this is super important, and it's that um, uh, hypnosis is a heightened state of suggestibility. All that really means is is when you're in this state of suggestibility, if I give you a suggestion, it can have an effect on you and that's what you want, but by the same token, if you give yourself a suggestion and you accept it, it can have an effect on you. So I just like for you today to, you know, if you've got a little devil on your shoulder going, oh, nothing ever works for me, just push it away and say, no, this is gonna work for me. If you have a little devil on your shoulder going, I don't like her, she sounds like my mother, no, she's not my mother, get away from me. You know, so you just don't wanna accept um, those kinds of suggestions you want to just say, let this one session, this first session, you know, that devil in your shoulder, we're going to talk directly to him later. And I want to hear everything he has to say, because he probably has some good points, but just for this session, just today, what I'd like you to do is just, you know, just say, you know, I like what she's saying. I'm going to make this work and, and I'm going to keep it positive. And if I have military people in here Cal, what I'll say is just say mission 1st (laughs) i we'll get to you later. And, um, because clients can mess up the session and you, you'll think it's your fault. I had one man a few weeks ago, I did a, I thought, a beautiful weight loss session, first session. You know how powerful those can be, Cal. Right. I mean, I gave him a hypnotic appetite suppressant, works beautifully. I took him down the low road so that myopic part of him that's always giving him the idea to eat but only sees like the pain right now. So he could see what will happen if he keeps that up. And then I took him up the high road to show him how great it's going to be when he loses the weight. And the whole time he has a smile on his face, he comes back for the second session. I'm like, how did it go? I'm expecting good results. He goes, Oh, it was terrible. I ate everything in the house. I'm like, what? Well, what happened? He said, I just was hungry all the time. And I said, well, okay, well let's, You know, I didn't get upset about it. In fact, he actually said to me, I didn't mean to embarrass you or anything, but it didn't work. He actually said that to me. But I said, I'm not embarrassed. I'm just really curious because, uh, you know, you looked like when you were in the hypnosis session, you had a smile. You looked really positive about what I was saying. What was it like for you when I said your appetite is suppressed? He said, oh, I was so excited that my appetite was gonna be suppressed. Well, he was accepting that then, wasn't he? And then I said, okay, what was it like for you when it took you down the low road? He said, oh, I cried, I didn't wanna be that fat. And what was it like when it took you up the high road? Oh man, everything was great, I could run, I could play with my grandchildren. And so I went, dang, what happened, what happened? And then I thought, what did you think about how well the hypnosis went? And he said, I thought I failed. I said, why did you think you failed? He said, I heard a dog barking. And I knew that if I could hear a dog barking, it meant that I was not in hypnosis. And so that meant the suggestions didn't work to him. And that meant he was no better off. And so I had to do a little education with him. I said, oh, that's interesting. Do you see what happened? You undid every suggestion I gave you because you believed and you accepted hypnosis didn't work because a dog barked. I and that's not actually true. All of your senses are working when you're in a hypnotic state. So that's, that's a fascinating Fascinating story. I think about how people can give themselves suggestions and the hypnotist can not know that they're giving them the suggestion. You can think you did this great job, but if you don't know this, you can really feel like a failure sometime. And it's good sometimes. And it's good to ask him and find out what was happening because you'll learn a lot that way. Does that make sense?
0: Absolutely. Like we were just talking about troubleshooting sessions. You can do that live when not waiting to the next week also, right? And mm-hmm. something's not happening, you go, what's happening? <laughs> what's going on here? And they'll, and they'll talk and they can give you some insight that you can maybe fix things right there in the session. How are we doing on time, Celeste?
1: We got to go, Cal. We oh, got to wrap this thing up. You have a I, good sense of time because I was totally not paying attention. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know you were like into it, right? Uh,
1: so yes.
0: go ahead and wrap it up and um,
1: right.
0: we'll stick together and see if we can put something else together for after this.
1: All right? That sounds good. I'm I having a good time. get one more video this, out
0: of this. Yeah, let's do it.
1: This is so much fun. I'm enjoying being with you so much. Thank you for visiting hypnosis, etc. Me and Cal together again after all these years. And so as far as I'm concerned, oh, my, if you want to make an appointment with me and get some hypnosis sessions, I'm doing like almost everything online because of COVID-19. Yes, you can get hypnosis sessions online. Go to familyfirsthypnosis.com and uh, sign up for a free uh, telephone consultation. I'm Celeste Hackett, Cal Manion. Take it away.
0: All right, hey, you know, speaking of doing hypnosis sessions online, you could do hypnosis sessions online, and so everyone knows by now if you've been following me that I was teaching classes on how to do hypnosis online, I did certification, I put together the standards for the National Guild of Hypnotists, and all that. Well, I recorded the last session, so now you don't have to do it live, you can get the how to do hypnosis sessions online on video. And if you take and pass the same tests that the people in the class took, then you can get five path IAHP certification to do sessions online. So that's so exciting. And of course, we got other training that's coming up and it's we do both on site and online. Most of it's online because at this moment in time, we've got restriction on how many people we can have because of social distancing. So like this class that's coming up in a couple of weeks, we, we can only have four or five people in the classroom. But that's all right. Everybody else is online. And as soon as things get opening up and things get back to normal, then we can have bigger classes at our center. All right. I think that's it for now. Cal Banyan. Tying off.